Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. You must listen to the open loops, a theme park for absurd beliefs and systems of integration between the mind and the creative spirit. Open loops. Oh, look, another top ten list. How many top tens can you take? Meanwhile, outside of the metaverse, your unconscious mind is now tuned in to its favorite late night talk show for the shamelessly fringe. It's open loose with Greg Bornstein. Conversations that bend. Hello, everybody. Greg Bornstein here. Chief Looper. Consciousness Disruptor. Curator of Experience. And Cultural Hypnotist. Yes. The time is nigh for 2022. Big year ahead. Big year of great awakening ahead. Wasn't that last year too? Also, wasn't that 2020? And what about 2012? That's not how it works. Everybody who's listening for an exact date, that's a lie peddled to you by the mainstream fringe media. And by that, I mean the 700 Club. Just kidding, Pat Robertson's people. Don't sue me. Now, this is a show where we go into some very strange topics. The hypnotic, the magical, the mystical, the esoteric, the new age, the occult, the abstract, the secretive. Really, the deepest questions of them all. Who and what we really are. My goal is to challenge your existing belief systems by sharing radically unique ideas designed to stimulate your unconscious mind and allow you to step into the highest version of yourself. What is the self? What is the mind? What do we mean by highest version? That's why I'm very excited about this episode. Because we go deep into that. The last time, Omar Fazy, creator of the very popular YouTube channel, Watchers Talk, a channel that I myself have been featured on a lot, I've emceed several of Omar's summits and events. The last time he was on, we talked about the hidden history of the world. This episode, 
we go into non-local consciousness. What our spirit really is, our body, the power of the mind, how it works, how you can use it, and what this whole awakening thing really means. That's the thing. It's not a set date. It's a set movement of the people to become more internally aware. Internal awareness. There's no metaverse right now for when you close your eyes, though. That's what they want. And little do people realize that worlds and galaxies and the stars that you want to see, the stars that you want to live on, the the planet you want to live on, close your eyes, it's all there. Omar's going to delve into that zero-point trinity consciousness. This is a really, this is a deep episode. And it's a great message as we go into the new year, which I wish you an amazingly happy one. In terms of just being in a place where you have the most access to your power. Now, one of the things I'm also going to say is that this weekend, January 1st and 2nd, I'm going to be doing a workshop on this kind of internal awareness, teaching a little bit about hypnosis and trance. Uh, it's it's a one it's a two day event like I said, uh, called the Etherical Retreat. The link to it is in the show notes. It's going to be a great opportunity to study with some people I've had on this show: Aki Nost, uh, Rob Yox, Omar, my friend Jerome Calver is going to be there. A really great panel of practitioners of the inner spirit. And of course, I'll be talking about what I love, hypnosis. So, I hope to see you there. That is Etherical Retreat, coming up January 1st, and 2nd, two-day workshop event. That said, though, this episode really lays the groundwork for where Omar wants to go with this stuff. And where we all want to go with this stuff Listen to this episode, close your eyes, and I wonder where you'll go. I wonder how easy it'll be for you to transcend this earthly body to a place well beyond labels. Your place among the stars, or at the very least, one of Neil deGrasse Tyson's Awesome neckties. All right. This is a fun episode. Of course, if you enjoy Open Loops, this kind of content, make sure that you follow me at the Greg Bornstein on my Instagram page and let me know what other kinds of mind-bending conversations you want, as well as my YouTube channel, which is in the show notes, Open Loops Podcast, and Facebook page if you want to catch live coverage of uh, 
live coverage. These interviews live when they happen. Sometimes they, they get broadcast live on video before, so that's on the Facebook page and YouTube. And if you like this show, make sure you follow it on Apple Podcasts and rate the show and leave a review. Even a few words will help get this kind of conscious content out there. Why did I call it that? You're about to find out. Here's the man himself, Omar Fazy. Today on Open Loops, we have Omar Fazy, a returning guest, uh, someone whose name I probably mentioned more than a lot of other people just because he's had me partake in so many of his summits and consciousness-expanding events. Uh, originally last year, we, well, Omar was on to talk about the hidden history of the Illuminati, which blew so many minds. I mean, it definitely blew my mind. Um, and now we have Omar of Watchers Talk. Um, that's his That's his show, very popular YouTube channel, coming on to talk to us about something that very much interests me, Trinity consciousness and, and, and zero point consciousness and really just consciousness expansion in general. Uh, I, I'm excited for for us to get into this. So, Omar, hey, brother, thanks so much for coming on the show. My homie, it is always a welcome to be on a platform where conversations will bend. I, uh... <laughs> yes. I like that. And uh, this conversation is definitely going to bend. And, uh, you know, and you're the perfect guy to uh, have this conversation with, right? Because you're an enlightened dude. So, uh, you know, I'm sure you'll, you know, you understand it, right? Of uh, what we're going to be talking about here tonight. Yeah, I, I, hey, look, I, I very much appreciate that, Omar. Um, yeah, you were, per, you know, I, when I was starting this, open loops venture i was calling it i i didn't know what to make of it i didn't know what exactly all these things were ufos and and fantasy and magic and hypnosis and spirituality and philosophy and all this stuff i didn't know what to call it until you invited me to be part of the forgery unmasked summit uh that three-day event we did last spring which had a it did have a heavy focus on aliens and ancient astronaut theory and that that kind of stuff there was a little bit of consciousness in there too but um you kept saying throughout the event thank you out there for those of you that support conscious content like this mm -hmm. you always talk about conscious content and that was the first time i said oh my gosh maybe that's yeah that's what this is this isn't just some all these things aren't just into i i call it intellectually escapist that was sort of originally, I was like, it, it provokes the intellect and it's about topics that are not in waking normal, what they want you to think every day. It's, it's a little bit of escapist, but you looked at, you kind of framed it for me differently as, no, this is all in consciousness. And after that, I was like, wow, maybe, maybe I am doing something here that is a little more profound and meaningful um, by exploring these fringe topics um i'm curious what is your take on that and, and the way you relate to the term consciousness and conscious content in general 
Well, Greg, the conscious content is uh, just exactly that, where we discuss things based on consciousness, not just nuts and bolts of, uh, you know, flying saucers and, you know, little green men and autopsies and, you know, things like that. Yeah, yeah. that is an aspect of the uh, the visit, but the visit we find is a lot more targeted to people that have a higher sense of awareness. Now, when you have a higher sense of awareness, you have a stronger connection to consciousness because consciousness is non-local, right? Because we are local. So when we create this content, that is what we're talking about. We're trying to connect the spiritual aspect, the consciousness aspect of visitations or megalithic sites uh, across time. What purpose did they serve? You know, sure, they were machines, but they had to be more than machines because these are multi-factor things where there's temples there as well, and there's spirituality connected there and consciousness is connected to that. So when we say conscious content, or when I say conscious content, I mean like the conversation I had with Patricia Avon yesterday about ancient Egypt, right? Now, most people think ancient Egypt is all about pyramids and sphinxes and pharaohs and things like that. But no, not really. That's just like a, you know, tip of the iceberg, like kind of scratching the ice off of your windshield. There's a lot more to it, right? So when we look in deeper, they're talking about your Taurus and your light body and rainbow body and your chakra systems and how to connect to uh, consciousness. Because we think that we're already connected into consciousness, which is not true. There's a difference between awake and enlightened and awoken, right? There's a oh, big Oh yeah, you gotta break that difference. down. You need in the in the culture of the woke, everybody's like it's a it's a light switch, right? You're either woke or you're not. Now I know we could get into a whole nother thing about how people are taking woke and completely crapping on this idea, but um I am curious what 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 are what are the differences between those? Well right now we're we're awoke right now as we sit here. We're not sleeping. Right. We're not yeah. laying in bed on our back, curled up with a pillow and we're not asleep. We're just simply awoke. That is it. Right. The entire population is awoke. Every single person is awoke. It's, you know, are you awake? You know, like truly is your inner sense, your internal, is that awake? You know, understand right. we're walking around like autonomous robots, kind of like an AI robot from like that Will Smith movie where you have all those robots, right? All those things are awoke. They're walking around. They're awake, right? Yes. But if you're awake doesn't mean that you're spiritually connected or that you're consciously connected. It just simply means that your eyes are open and you're walking around and you're breathing. You're still a mechanism, biological mechanism that's really serving no purpose because you're just simply up and around because you have to remember greg that the human is not an established state unlike a cat or a dog or an elephant or a zebra or a giraffe or an alligator or a salmon you know those things are established states of being by that i mean is that the only thing those things want is some food once they have some food they're content with life all they have to do is go out and mate, find a partner, mate, and that's it. They don't aspire to be anything more than what they are because they are an established state of being. Like my cat 
Lord Gilbert. He does not aspire to be anything more than what he is, right? Because he's established, unlike me. I am a human being to which nature had left me alone and left me the ability to expand beyond what I am. Evolutionary bases and terms, I am a, a perfect machine. Yeah. Right? I'm a perfect machine. But beyond that, you know, I have the capacity inwards to be something bigger. I can uh, lucid dream, I can astral travel, I can meditate, I can aspire to be a good person or a bad person, I could aspire to be an asshole half the day and a good guy the other half of the day, I can moonlight as one or the other, you know, I have that choice, that's because I have the capacity to grow or not grow, it's up to me, but if I choose not to grow, then I become stagnant, then my consciousness becomes stagnant, my connection to that consciousness becomes stagnant. And then slowly, like a radio, when you're driving down the highway and that signal just gets distance and distance and distance that's crackly on the on your radio, it's kind of what happens with consciousness and you go back to sleep and then you're awoke again. Right. You right. understand? So you, it's the amount of time that you give to your internal that gives you that connection, that non-local connection to consciousness and then you can experience that consciousness through meditations and through conscious breathings and you can use it to uh, manifest things and uh, things like that right so that's the difference between awoke and awake and, and what's enlightened what's that when, when, when do you become enlightened in your view? well all enlightened is is that you've just become more aware you just have more information and you've become aware. But the number one thing that you have to do is you can't create like identity containers, right? The more identity containers you, you create, the more energy that you give to that identity, the more energy that you give to that identity, the more local you become to that identity so that your intellect is only capable of thinking to that construct of that identity. And it can't think anything outside of that because it doesn't have the information. It relies on memory, right? So if you don't identify with that container or this container or that container and identify as the infinite nothing that you are, then you can uh, say that you're enlightened because then you can begin to see things for what they really are. Your eyes are open. So you're enlightened. Where do you, where do you think you are on this scale? Well, I still, I got to say, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty awake. You know, I, I know what's going on. I, I know how to connect dots. Um, I'm aware of what's happening. The more I look internal, the more I understand about myself. And the more I understand about myself, the more I understand the external world, right? So the, my, my big thing is just process, just follow the process. Right. Don't worry about the outcome. The outcome is going to happen no matter what. If you go on a journey, there's a beginning and there's an end. So don't worry about the end. Just worry about the now and the moment and just create the process. Just follow the process and the outcome will just present itself to you. Now, it really depends on the type of energy and intention that you put in to that output that you're about to go on. So if you have a negative outlook and an intention on it then shitty shit's going to happen to you but if you think good about it then good things are going to happen to you so you know this 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 thing that we're interacting with you know i don't even know what to call it anymore you know whether it's the matrix or whether it's part of the mind 
you know, not really, not really quite sure anymore. It's a, it's a little confusing, but uh, definitely as something non-local, right? Yeah. Is, uh, you know, so I'm more confused, Greg, now than I was, you know, a week ago, a year ago, 10 years ago, because the more information that comes in, then the more confused you become right it's like okay well wait a minute you know this person was saying this and that was kind of aligning with what that person was saying that you know and now this person comes along blows the lid off of that and what they're saying kind of really makes sense and so you know i'm uh you know in that confused right state of uh state of mind just trying to understand what's going on why am i here right that's uh you know that's my biggest question it's like why why am i here what am i here to do why now, now? That's interesting, that confused state, because I, similarly to you, I think I'm very much pursuing that um, in the sense that I really love, I mean, look, I'll tell you right now, there, there was a period of time where I was in high school. Now, I actually, uh, yeah, I was in high school. <clears throat> I was all against my grandfather, did not like George W. Bush. Oh. Did did not like George W. I was very I I've gone through different <laughs> matrices. I've gone through different I've gone through different tunnels. He did not like George W. And I was fed a lot of information, mainly liberal comedy, that told me that this was a guy to make fun of all this stuff. So I I just consumed it all. Michael Moore, Al Franken, John Stewart, all this stuff that was really anti-Republican, really going against us. And then one day somebody said, well, have you tried reading The Other Side? And I said, I guess I haven't. And then I did start reading The Other Side. I'm going, whoa, you could just as easily go on to the right side as you could on the left. And then my life has been changed ever since. I've been like an atheist for a little bit, and then I've read stuff that was anti-atheist. I've been into the new age and not. And, and also, you know, that's why I love doing my show. That's why I love listening to people coming on your show and these summits, because there's so much different perspectives coming in that I feel I remain malleable. But I also wonder, um, is is this your relationship to the confusion is that something you had to discover was okay or was there a period of time where you said i don't like this confused state and i'm going to get an answer so i can ground myself how do you relate to it and how should others in their pursuit of bringing in multiple perspectives i enjoy it i'm actually in love with it i love it and, uh, and I want to stay in that confused state of mind for as long as I possibly can, right? Especially during what's happening right now. There's a lot of propaganda. There's a lot of, uh, you know, do this and do that. And, you know, for me, the longer I stay in this state of confusion and research on what I'm doing, the better I am. It's like kind of I'm protecting myself, right? It's a, it's a shield. So, you know, I enjoy it on top of that. You know, I enjoy that, uh, you know, confused uh, sense of what I am, right? It uh, it keeps a mystery to it. It allows me to continue to talk to other people and continues to allow me to explore it more. Uh, because if I found out what I was tomorrow, then uh, you know, chances are it would just ruin everything. You know, it's just uh, <laughs> you know, like it really would. It would just destroy everything. So for me, you know, the longer I can stay, the better. I wish I can stay like this until like ten minutes before my 
you know, expiration, then uh, then I'm cool with it at that time. But until then, you know, it just I just want to explore, ask questions, learn. And uh, and I, I say I want the ultimate question of like, why am I here? But on the other side of the coin, I, I don't really want to know either. Right. I, I just want to follow the process because the way I think is that I chose to be here. I chose the way, you know, my, uh, you know, body suit is going to look like and I chose to who I was going to be born to and I chose the experiences that I was going to have in my life so because I've chosen all of that then it just simply makes sense that whatever's to come I've made my choices on that as well so if I live in a state of you know knowing that what's coming and try to prepare myself for it then it just wouldn't be so um you know, enjoyable, the experience, you know, like I spent some time in prison, right, even though, you know, it wasn't an enjoyable time spending in prison. But when I look back on it, it was kind of a good thing, because, uh, you know, it allowed me to uh, read, it allowed me to uh, meditate and, you know, master different techniques of uh, meditations, tried yoga for a bit and weird positions, I had nothing better to do. So I, I tried all of that and internal and, you know, astral traveling, things like that are visualized in my mind. But if I hadn't been there, then I wouldn't have had that experience. And I wouldn't be aware of that now. So when I hear people talking about like lucid dreaming and astral traveling, I can relate to that. And I know that that's true. Unlike somebody who hasn't, or if I hadn't, then I'd be looking at them and say, hmm, well, you know, I don't know about that. And I'd be a skeptic about it. You dig what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah. what's to, what's to come is to come. And that's kind of falls into uh, free will too, right? Because people think that we have free will, right? But that's just, uh, you know, that's just ignorance speaking in, in my opinion, because, uh, you know, we've all, like I said, we've all have contracts and, uh, and, and, and obligations that we need to carry out in this world. So we have free will, like between point A and point B, like what I'm going to have for supper or where am I going to drive to, what movie I'm going to watch. But when you really look at that on a bigger picture, that's not really free will. It's just, you're just doing, you know, you're just doing what you're doing. You know, free will is to like, you know, avert going to prison or, uh, you know, avert getting your house robbed and your granny's portrait stolen or shit on or whatever, whatever the case may be, right? Those major events that happen to people in their lives, like, uh, you know, oh man, I shouldn't have married my ex because I had these bad experiences, blah, blah, blah. You know, if you had control of that, then uh, then you wouldn't have learned the lessons that you would have from your ex-wife or ex-husband or, you know, whatever, because the lessons that you learned from that, now you're going to take carry that forward into your next relationship. And uh, you might be a better person. You might be a shittier person. Who knows, man? It's just how much time that's available, right? How much time you give it. Yeah. Did yeah I I'm wondering, now, I'm, yeah. now I'm wondering what's worse, Facebook prison or actual prison? Well, the prison's pretty bad. You know, I, I, you <laughs> you've, know, you've been that... in, you've been in uh, Facebook jail a lot, but I don't know if you, that oh, helps yeah. you raise your consciousness. No, no, no. Face, you know, it's actually a good thing. I, I discovered I was actually talking to Miss Amy today about it. And I was like, you know, it's a good thing. Facebook just keeps blocking me like this because it allows me the time to build my telegram network. 
It allows me to, uh, you know, build my YouTube channel. The content that I would normally share on Facebook, I share on my community tab on Face on YouTube. So I engage my viewers a lot more when I'm uh, in that Facebook jail and allows me to interact more and create more relationships on Telegram and expand my network even further. So it's a positive thing. I'm not looking at it as a bad thing. And I don't mind being you know, in that uh, Facebook jail. It's just, uh, yeah. you know, it is what it is. You know, I shared one of their ads. This guy holding on to his, uh, you know, Kubasaw. And, uh, you know, and, and there's, it was a sponsored ad. And I was like, yo, check it out. You know, shared it. And then as soon as I shared it, it's like, you shared nudity. You're out of here. You bad, terrible community destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, now, look, I, I love your audaciousness. I really do. Um, uh, let, let me get back to something for a second. What you were yeah. saying about. Let me ask you. Uh, no, no, let me ask you earlier. You had mentioned something about uh, new age. Right. Uh, mm. You know, and I, I keep hearing this new age, new age. You know, I, I'd like to hear your perspective, you know, your thought on, you know, what new age is. You know, there, there really isn't like a real definition. I know. It, you know people just keep saying new age, new age, new age. So tell me about it. You know, like what's what's new age, Greg? Okay, here's my synthesis. Here's my understanding of what new age is. I believe it is a classification of the interest, the the repopularization of occult and esoteric practices in the middle of the 20th century um around the 60s and the 70s um especially i think there was just like a it was just the word they came up with for people that were all of a sudden interested in uh the age of aquarius and it, it kind of came out of the hippies in the 60s and the crystals pyramid power all this stuff but like a lot of cultural tropes um it's kind of hung on. People have just hung on to it as a catch-all term for a cult. Um, I, I've only recently learned that it's it's a specific kind of classification, you know, because this mystical stuff is you wouldn't go and call, uh, you know, the secret teachings of the world, the Manly P. Hall stuff, New Age. That stuff's been around forever. Symbology, all this stuff has been around for hundreds. And that Aleister Crowley is not New Age, but someone might say, oh, it's in the New Age section of the bookstore. So I, again, I think it's just a popular term for a movement at the time that's kind of become this catch-all thing for the weird type of people that we talk to on our shows. Um, so, like, so in short terms, it's like the old package uh, wrapped up with new paper and a new bow and presented to people. Yes, yes. For a larger category of these kinds yeah, of uh, with speakers. With more of a confused philosophy behind it than than anything else. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. Like, like well, yuppied, like yuppied, right? That's, in a that's, way. That's what, that's what comes to my mind when I, when I think New Age. I think of yuppieism. You know, the guy that's going to go and have, a, you know, a chai latte um, outside of uh, Starbucks, not because he enjoys the chai, but just simply because he wants to be seen sitting there with a chai in his hand. And for him to know that other people know that he practices yoga and such. But when there really is a lot of that. Not into it. Yeah, that's what I think. 
there was a lot of that when I when I read this article. I was on the Dig website today just because I hadn't been there in a while, and uh, they said, "Here's what all the astrologers are saying. Here's what all the TikTok." astrologers are saying we should expect for 2022 that yeah. that is where we're at man this is it i mean now look i've talked yeah. to several people on the show and asked them what do you think about you know people who are pagan practitioners longtime tarot practice people uh, that practice them and i say what do you think of this does this bastardize your work is the and they say well it's not quite the depth but at the very least, it exposes people to these topics. Uh, what is your take on that? I mean, does it? Do you think it's at least it's a good entryway for people, or is it just completely ruining this this field of esoteric knowledge? <laughs> I think what's happening is that uh, because we're going through a uh, ascension process, a uh, energetic shift globally. And also not to mention that, uh, you know, there's a lot of star seeds that are uh, coming about to fully developing, like my children, for instance, my generation's children, right? So with all those people in this ascension process happening, there's a lot of people who are discovering that they have gifts, right? But those aren't really gifts. That's just something that they are able to do because they have that connection they're experiencing that part of that consciousness, as I was saying earlier, with that non-local consciousness. Because they're in contact with it and developing a relationship with it, they're able to do things. Astrologers, for instance, they can you know, tell you what's going to happen through looking at stars, tarot, same thing. They can look at the cards and read your energy and, and see with, uh, with energy and, uh, and predict as to what may happen and what's to come and what's to avoid and what to do. So for me, you know, it's not that uh, it's a bad thing. For me, it's a good thing because it's showing that a lot more people, more and more and more people are beginning to identify with this, uh, you know, aspect of, of uh, our culture, our humanity. And not, it's just not dedicated to just a select few anymore. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's just yeah. not, you know, 10 people that are able to, you know, do hypnotherapy, now there's a hundred of them. Right? Yeah. <laughs> then a thousand. Then it just shows that humanity is ascending. Right. And yeah, it brings exposure, but exposure only comes to those who are willing to be exposed. Right. Like like right now, what's happening across the world, and there's a lot of information showing that uh it's uh it's harmful, but yet, you know, people are willing to ignore that advice and just continue on with their bad behavior right out of based out of fear right so, so same thing goes to what we're talking about with this is that you know you can only expose something to someone it's like preaching to the choir essentially yeah. right and the choir is getting bigger but you know it's just not getting bigger enough right so i i i feel that yeah there might be some out there that are fraud Right. They're just simply, you know, just in the pursuit of finance and money. And that's it. And they have they don't have their heart into it. But I would say 99 percent of the people out there who are saying that they're psychics or they can read cards or whatever the case may be. You know, I, I think they're telling the truth because, uh, you know, they they don't even understand what's happening. They just know that it's happening 
and they they have this ability. And I've heard lots of people say that I didn't know I was a psychic, but it turns out that I'm a psychic, and you know, it just suddenly happened. Yeah, to them. they just became they just became aware of it. That's it. You know, there was a, a, a light shed on that aspect of uh, of their you know genome, and they were able to you know reach in there and get that memory and uh, and practice it. Now, look, I, the follow up on this, I, and I know this is a question that comes from my ego. So sorry, everybody out there that's trying to raise consciousness. But here we go. Um, what happens? I always wonder if everybody wakes up. And all of a sudden, we all have magic powers and and supposedly, I mean, look, this is the thing that we see all the time from people who come on these, uh, who, who do talks about, um, you know, ancient civilizations and how they were able to do things that we weren't able to. And it seems that maybe they were able to use these instruments and communicate telepathically. If all of a sudden everybody starts tapping into this power within them. And then we all have these magical abilities and we're all living on this harmonious planet and blah, blah, blah. Does that in a way ruin the magic? Because then it's no longer a special thing that one person has. If everybody's psychic, then we're all just communicating, aren't we? I mean, what do you think about that vision of humanity? Or do you believe that there will always be more? There's always more hidden. There's always – because that's, what, that's what's weird, right? It's kind of ironic to have a uh, – or it's a contradiction to have an influencer out there in the occult. The occult means the hidden and yet they're Instagram influencers who are getting likes that are just trying to we're trying to put ourselves out there with these esoteric ideas to a wider audience. And it's then you go, well, do we call it the occult? Oh, maybe that's what they were thinking with the new age initially. This is the age of this. It's no longer a cult. It's out there. So I don't know. These these tensions between esoteric and hidden knowledge and then everybody having them, uh, I find interesting. And I and I wonder what that vision of the future will look like. What about you? I think what we've done is uh, we've put labels on uh, on things and, uh, and and confined them to that. Uh, this is all called this is esoteric. Uh, you know, this is demonology. This is this. This is that. When really, when you look at it, it's all knowledge, regardless of which container you wish to put it into and identify it with, at the end of the day, it's just simply knowledge and how much time you pay to that knowledge to understand that knowledge, because each one of those will have something to teach you. Now, to live in a harmonious society where everyone is psychic and everyone has these magical powers, we've been there before right we've we've been there we've done it we've experienced it but because of devolution in our consciousness we don't have that ability anymore but we did have it in the past like for instance when you take the uh, story of uh, the tower of babel from uh, from the holy bible and it it speaks of uh, you know humanity speaking a single language uh, right across the world now, when you look at that from a deeper perspective and beyond the containers of uh, human languages and such and our, and our thinking, really, at the end of the day, is that when we look at that, these people were speaking the language of thought, the, the language of energy and the connection of 
energy, regardless of the distance. I could be sitting here and you're in New York and we don't need this microphone between us because we can identify the signature of your energy, of your consciousness, of your being here on this planet. And we can zoom in on it and make that phone call and zing, bing, bing, Greg, are you there? And you're like, oh, hey, buddy, how's it going? And all of a sudden, we can visually see each other because we had that power in the past. But because of devolution in our consciousness, that power was severed, that connection was severed between us. And we went back to speaking our local dialects. Right now, there's tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of different languages. So, you know, that's the only thing that really makes sense is that people had the ability to telepathically communicate with one another. And they had magical powers by, you know, lifting, you know, 80 ton stones and cutting these stones and, and uh, you know, using sound, maybe even whistling and then changing the atoms of the stone right. and then molding them and changing them. They did. And we did have all these powers and we're essentially going back to that. Right. That brings us back to astrology, where astrologers are saying that we're moving into a new age. And when we move into a new age, there's uh, there's new energy, new things are happening. And this the age that we're going into is the water age. Water is what for purification, right? Water is to hydrate, water is to grow. Water is we're going into that age. And we can see this ascension of this nourishment that's been happening on the planet for uh, the last, uh, you know, a few, I would say the last decade. Right. But the wanderers and the starseeds really started to come in in the 40s. And uh, and then now the fruit of all those entries of all those incarnations into the planet is really beginning to pay off now, because now is the time where we're going into that new age and that new energy. So all these people that I was just mentioning that suddenly are psychics that didn't realize that they were psychic so they can move objects with their hands or just simply by thinking about it. There's more and more and more of those people coming as we get further and further into this age so yeah we can we all can live in harmony and that would really deconstruct the entire civilization as we understand it because we yeah. really don't need this type of consumerism that we have going on you know 90 percent waste and consumerism we don't need to live in concrete buildings that are like 80 stories high we don't need any of that we can go back to nature and have our own little uh, you know dugouts and our own little cabins and you know because there's enough land for every single person on this planet and then to have some left over right there's like just so much land Right? So we're living unnaturally and we're not living the way we're supposed to exist. And that's really part of devolution of our consciousness. And that's what it really comes down to. But right now there's a balance, right? We need to have a polarity. You got to have the good with the bad, because if you don't have the bad, then how are you supposed to identify the good? Or when the good is happening, how are you supposed to identify the bad? So the experience, both of them, are our experiences it's just again you know it's the labels that we've attached to these based out of fear or based out of confusion or based out of ignorance and non-understanding and saying that certain experiences are good and certain experiences are bad why why is a bad experience bad just because you said so right just because somebody told you that that was a bad experience oh it's a really bad experience to go to prison okay you know how do you know have you been there Right. So, uh, you know, people, they just, con you know, again, it's containers, you know, creating identities and and then and then, you know, being magnetized to those identities and then taking on all those identities onto ourselves and then fighting those identities with lower emotions and the, you know, in an attempt to defend those identities. So you spend yeah. all that time, all of that energy and that's just sucking you dry 
when really you could shed yourself of all those identities and say, fuck it, you know, I don't identify with anything. I, I identify with nothing because I am all that there is, ever is, never will be. And then once you get into that frame of mind, then suddenly your eyes open up and then, you know, you begin to identify as everything. It doesn't matter what it is. Wow, this is... Uh... This is very mind-blowing stuff. I, I have to sit with this. You, you said we were going to ascend tonight, and we, we definitely have so far. Um, also, I'm going, wait a minute. I never knew Omar was in prison. Does this make me – I'm friends with a – yeah, I'm friends with a real badass. Nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but you know what? You wouldn't think to ask, right? Like you don't ask that because you, you really do come from this peaceful, loving place. You're, you're a grandfather. You, you have a family. There's nothing in your character that speaks to – I would have never thought that. Um, also, it's making me wondering how many other people I've uh, – on my show who've done things before or gone to jail now i'm going like uh i, I can play this game um but yes <laughs> uh, uh, we could go in that loop forever but no the, the thing i was going to say omar is that you mentioned to me before we started that this level of thinking this level of consciousness has always been with you since you were young there wasn't – and even – I mean, you've said things to me. We, we, we were talking about hypnosis and this conversation I had with Nori Love uh, that you were on, and you were saying, oh, that's hypnosis? I've been self-parenting myself uh, forever, just naturally, which means, gosh, you know, I mean, in terms of awakened – I think, Omar, you do have a natural capacity to understand consciousness. And I don't know if it was that time you spent uh, reading and absorbing other thought. I don't know if you had a, a drug-induced experience where you saw things differently. Or I really don't know if you were just born thinking from this higher mind, this fifth-dimensional or however many-dimensional mind naturally. Um, what do you think it was? I mean, I, I, yeah, I had many drug experiences, right? Many, many, many drug-induced experiences. Uh, some good, some bad. Uh, did tons of acid, right? Lots of acid. I did. Uh, you know, had some great trips and had some bad trips. But you know, the thing is, Greg, is that you know I was always aware that something was amiss, right? Because I I didn't grow up with a golden spoon. Right. Uh, you know, I didn't grow up really. See, I was talking to Amy the other day and I was like, OK, I've, I've gone through like, you know, four phases in my life. Right. The uh, the first phase was uh, when I was born. That's the first phase. And uh, and then I moved off to Europe and uh, and go and uh, live with my uh, aunt and uncle in uh, in Denmark. And uh, and then while I was there for 10 years, every single summer, for uh, two months, three months, we would uh, fly off to Pakistan and uh, we would uh, stay there with family during the uh, summer holidays. So we would spend three months in Pakistan and nine months in Denmark. So I was exposed to uh, culture. I, I began to understand and I began to see how people lived in poverty in Pakistan and how people lived uh, average in Denmark. So I could already identify that there was, you know, something, something was, uh, something was weird. Right. And then uh, and then after that, the phase two was when I came back to Canada to uh, to live with my biological parents. Then I ended up in foster care and uh, and, and prison eventually. And then, uh, you know, and then I ended up spending uh, you know many years behind bars. And then uh, and then once I got out, then I was in this, uh, 
you know, weird state, this, uh, you know, confused state where I really, I was balancing, I didn't know what to do, right? So because I didn't know what to do, when, uh, when 9-11 happened the following year, I was like, hey, wait a minute, I can, uh, I can speak a number of languages, and uh, maybe I should join the army and uh, go in as, a, as an interpreter and uh, go overseas and, uh, and help interpret and kick some Taliban ass. Right. But then I was uh, then I was like, nah, 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 those people, they haven't done anything to me, because even then I was beginning to figure out that it was uh, really a a problem reaction solution with what was going on with 9-11. So I chose not to do that. Then I began looking into the French Foreign Legion. And uh, and then I was like, hey, that's just the ticket because I get to go to Africa. I get to experience things, go on black op missions, get to kick ass and, you know, really, really let it out. And, uh, you know, and anyone can join. So anyways, I ended up going to France and, uh, and, and, and enrolling with the uh, French Foreign Legion and spent six months training with them. And, uh, and then when I had to uh, give up my Canadian citizenship, I had to hand over my passport because they create you a new identity because, uh, you know, in case you get caught, they, want, they don't want to be liable. The government doesn't want to be liable. Things like that right? it has more to do with liabilities because of the things that you'll be out doing, but I wasn't really willing to give up my Canadian citizenship. So I got uh, discharged and I come back to Canada. And then I spent a few years again, just wandering, trying to figure myself out. And then, uh, and then I met Amy, right? And then, uh, and then different things began to happen. And I began to experience love and began to experience family. Because up until then, I've been, uh, you know, hadn't really had anything to do with the family since I was 10 years old. And I was more 32, 33 at the time. So I gone like 20 plus years without a family. So I got the uh, experience from uh, from Amy. And that really set me, uh, you know, into a next level um, you know, event in my life where something just awakened inside me, and uh, and I just suddenly became aware of uh, of everything. You know, it was almost like I just knew, like everything. Suddenly, I knew how to cook. Wow. I could, uh, you know, I could cook like you know, really anything I wanted. You meant you just call it out, and I just put together a recipe and cook it. You know, but knowledge was just certain, just just there I, I didn't know shit about ancient civilizations but you know suddenly I knew things about uh, these ancient civilizations that I didn't know before I'd never read about before of course I read some books and stuff and I had a basic idea but not to the depth of understanding it on a conscious level right uh, you know not from a nuts and bolts level and then uh, and then uh, this this podcast all because of this phase four now because I was trying to figure out what was happening with Miss Amy with her uh, alien abductions and uh, her uh, strange experiences. So I wanted to learn about that. So I started Watchers Talk. And uh, so I was like, I'm gonna talk to abductors, abductees, and uh, you know, try to figure out what's going on with them. And then maybe I can take that info and help my girl out. And uh, so we figured out some stuff. And uh, then I was like, well, this is deeper than uh, aliens. This is, this is much deeper, bigger than aliens. It's bigger than this universe actually. And that's kind of what just led me into the road of just paying my full-time attention to uh, just consciousness and that's it, nothing else. I don't, I don't really care about UFOs now and I don't care about aliens and I don't care about pyramids and, you know, it, it doesn't matter to me, right? I'd like to understand them from a different angle, from a different perception, right? I don't care who built them, right? Who cares? They were built fucking 8 million years ago. Who cares? <laughs> were you really <laughs> over it? Like you don't, yeah. is there, do, do you think you found any answers there um, that you're satisfied with? Or you just said, yeah, you know what? Oh, yeah. I'm conf- Oh, 
Yeah, yeah. The, the, the big answer was is that humans built it using their consciousness, right? The, they used right. their consciousness. They were able to suspend weight or they were able to just use their consciousness and just move these 80 ton, 100 ton, you know, two ton, five ton blocks, shape them, place them. Uh, you know, South America, same thing. It's just, uh, you know, Australia, same thing. Asia, same thing. Europe, same thing. It's uh, they use the consciousness. That's the lesson I walked away with is that that's the consciousness that they use. And then now I want to understand that consciousness, right? Like that type of consciousness, like what is it that they had access to that they were able to manipulate into physical reality? Yeah, yeah. And that's really what the goal is, right? That's that's the real goal, because if you can, let's say, Greg, if you can use your consciousness to manifest yourself as salad, the tastiest salad that you've ever eaten with fruits and vegetables from all around the world, just tasty, tasty little treats, you know, and you didn't have to go out and farm and you can just visualize a tasty salad and poof, there it appeared in front of you. Wouldn't you want to do that? I, I, I think my sisters and mom have been trying to manifest salad in front of my diet for years. Um, but... <laughs> But that's okay. That yes, no. I mean, I could absolutely. I um, I I yes, no. I I'm one hundred percent with you. Uh, manifest it, a house into place, right? Yes. Uh, you know, manifest uh, you know, a ride into place, regardless whether it's a horse or uh, or a Ferrari, because your mind can do that, right? And and that's really what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm after is that because that's what the ancients did the ancients used their mind to access information to build these megaliths right so if they can access the information to build megaliths then we can access that information or that level of consciousness to build for ourselves or to change uh timelines or world events or you yes. know whatever whatever the case may be the consciousness you know because i was saying before there's there's three there's three things at play here there's the consciousness then there's the mind, right? Then there's the avatar, right? The avatar is like the dial on a radio, right? And the radio, the, the signals that the radio is getting is the mind, right? Like when we, when we think, when we store information, uh, you know, we're accessing, we're connected to the mind, right? The mind is a reflection of the consciousness, so that, that would be a matrix, you understand? And then yes. there's another expression of that consciousness here, another expression here, another one. And then it incarnates into those through these body avatars. So is this what you mean by the Trinity or is this something different? This is something different. This is okay. part of the Trinity, but higher up in the, uh, in the course, right? I'm okay. trying to write a course for it. The Trinity is mind or sorry thought body avatar and then the light body that's the trinity and then once that trinity is complete then you become the center of the universe imagine a globe around my microphone here and this is the center that's you this is the universe right now like this tilted because you're not magnetized or centered to it and then when you become centered to it, imagine that whole universe just move and rock and tilt like this until it goes plop, settles into place. Then you become the center of that universe. And then from that point forward, then you can begin to access the mind, 
and the non-local consciousness and then begin to transfer the expression of that consciousness through the mind into the avatar so the avatar can manifest it into reality so how do you do that yeah how so you people want to when they meditate they say i can't meditate because i can't stop thinking i just have thoughts running after thoughts after thoughts how do i stop my thoughts well the truth is is that you can never stop your thoughts right this body avatar has taken millions of years of evolution to be where it is today so in order for it to you know it's worked up to this point to do what it's doing right it's mechanism it's 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 uh it's a purpose right it's doing what it needs to do so it's going to think right because it's accessing the mind it's just constantly connected imagine if you had a wire that was stuck to the mind and that information is just constantly being transferred so you're constantly thinking those thoughts are constantly coming through so what you need to do is you need to separate yourself from those thoughts you need to visualize in your mind as you're breathing in and out in and out and then you take your thoughts and you separate your thoughts over here so these thoughts continue to remain in the stream that it's in and then you've removed yourself from those thoughts so that it becomes just background noise and then now that you become thoughtless then you can begin to access your eighth chakra up here into the nothing into the zero zone once you get into the zero zone then what happens is that your light body begins to align itself with your physical body and then your physical body aligns itself to your thoughts right your thought physical body rainbow body once those three come into uh into alignment then like i was saying that you will become the center of the universe but the side effect of that whole thing the side effect is, is that your body will just begin to heal itself because your thoughts are uh, contained, they're, you know, organized, your body avatar is aligned to your thoughts. So if you're thinking positive thoughts, positive things are happening to your body. Once your body is in sync with your thoughts, then your rainbow body will come into sync. Once your rainbow body comes into sync, that's kind of like, uh, you know, giving another car a boost. You ever seen uh, you know, a car, you're frozen, got your hood up, and somebody comes up, puts on jumper cables, starts, boom, you start up, right? That's kind of what the rainbow body does. It starts up the whole mechanism so that you can begin to access that zero state, that zero consciousness, because you want to go back to the source, and the source is the zero consciousness, because it arrived from nothing, right? Nothingness is the source, because everything is manifested from nothing, you came from nothing, this universe came from nothing, the sun came out of nothing, your thoughts come from nothing, uh, you know, whatever it is, it all came out of nothing. So nothing is actually everything, it's the source, it's the field of information of everything and the consciousness that we are, or that we're interacting with is an expression, it's a vortex of nothing that is expressing itself through the form of consciousness. And that consciousness is expressing itself through matter right and through non-matter and through you know various other aspects but that's what the that's what the trinity is aligning your trinity how in the world i mean this is a very beautiful explanation i i'm i was mostly with you um i need to go back and and suss some of that apart i mean that's why you're doing a whole course on this which i think would be very valuable for people um but how did you come to this understanding i mean is this your your framework of things is this you piecing together various things and looking at an order here i mean where where did this structure of consciousness and existence even come from 
I don't know. It just uh, it just showed up there one day. I uh, and not long ago either. You know, just wow. uh, just just a few months ago, this uh, this information just it, it just just came into my head. It was just there, and uh, and I understood it, and I began practicing it. And uh, and then once I began practicing it, I realized what was happening. And and then once I realized what was happening, I began to work with it more and more and more. Right. So this is a very recent addition. Even I'm trying to understand it. You know, it's that paradox of nothing and everything, but I get what it is. It's a field of information. And then from that field of information, imagine if you have a pool of information, uh, you know, like, let's say the ocean, right? You have the ocean and then from the ocean, you, you know, take a little dropper and then you grab a little drop out of the ocean. Now you have the entire ocean uh, in uh, in that uh, drop of water, right? You can create anything and everything that is in the ocean from that single drop of water. We don't have the technology to do so right now, but the DNA of everything that exists in the ocean is within that one drop of water, just like saline, you know, like like saline, everything, yeah. all the DNA of everything that's ever lived in the ocean is in that drop of water. So the consciousness, that field of information that I'm talking about is the same thing. You can just grab a drop and say, oh, we're, we're going to create this universe and then boop, and then boop, there's that universe. And then now it's projecting understand uh like disco lights right you know disco lights so you got the disco lights and then they're pointing things the lasers pointing onto the wall just imagine that disco ball being the zero state being the field of information and then each beam that's coming out of there is like a universe and then in within that universe this nothingness is being expressed through matter through the you know vortex of consciousness what have you have you you said you were playing around with it i mean uh, uh what have you been able to do since you've had this discovery have you practiced manifesting have you experienced uh higher states of peace i mean what... no the weird thing is happening is that i've got uh crystals being uh uh sweat i got i'm sweating crystals right uh perspirating crystals like tiny tiny little crystals, uh, you know, like rainbowish color crystals. I was talking to uh, Eleanor Bain about it uh, there a couple of weeks ago, and uh, she was saying the same thing, that she has like these crystals when she sweats. She's sweating all these crystals through her What does that mean exactly? Arms. You see on your um, arm, you see the shape or what? No, it's glittering, right? My, my hand Whoa. is like when I put it in light like that, even right now I can see it. When you're putting in light like this, the entire hand glitters. Imagine looking at a diamond, and then when you move the diamond around, you see that glitter, right? I can I see that, but in like millions of tiny little fractal parts on my hands, on my skin, uh, on my head. Uh, it's uh, you know, and Eleanor Bain is uh, experiencing the same thing. Uh, I have another friend, Tony Taylor, uh, experiencing the same thing, and uh, a few other people out there that I know of that I've uh, shared this information with. Same things happening to them. Uh, where they're, uh, you know, sweating crystals. And I'm sure the people that are watching us will resonate and say, hey, I'm doing the same thing where I'm sweating crystals as well. So, you know, I don't know what that means. I just, I don't, I don't know. You know, I don't know whether the body is turning into that crystalline because there's more awareness, more consciousness or connection to that form of consciousness. I don't know, Greg. It's just, you know, it's, uh, I'm following the process. That's all, you know, I'm, I'm taking it in as it comes without fear and, uh, and, and experience everything that's coming and share whatever that's coming my way and, and through, you know, virtue of my, 
watchers talk and through talks like these and you know, that's all I can do. I don't have any answers. I don't know, right? Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering what what the if there is anything in. I mean, look, you you've talked to hundreds of people. Uh, you you've read all these books, listened to speakers over the years. I mean, is there anything in ancient esoteric lore about the the crystal form and and how humans have become it or or uh because yeah that's it's very specific sweating crystals yeah i i, I don't know I've, like i said i've only heard a few people uh say this and i've heard it at other conferences where speakers are talking and they're saying that the same thing is happening to them and that's really where i got the term crystalline body because it's the crystalline body is turning into a light body eventually right that's that's the process the body's going through a process to turn right so the only thing that i can think about is that uh you know like stephen and evan strong they uh you know had this uh, uh event uh, you know on winter solstice and they were talking right. about the two roads and uh and that the earth is going to go through this uh vibrational shift this uh you know this conscious <coughs> vibrational shift so i could just hypothesize that maybe uh, that uh, that my avatar is beginning to uh, vibrate at the same vibration as the earth and the side effect of it is uh, is, is sweating crystals and and getting rid of you know whatever that's inside the body to uh, maintain that vibration within this timeline you know what you understand what I'm saying right because that's the only thing that I can think of other than that I I don't know what are, are is there fear that it might be meaningless? I mean, what what if there's nothing? What if it's just oh, dude, uh, or what if it's a new disease that they've discovered? Sweating crystals, a serious ailment. I, I mean, yeah, that's that could be, you know, that could be. But you know, then again, that comes down to the uh, thought process, right? right? Uh, if in your thought you believe that something is happening and something positive is happening then that positivity will happen. But if in your mind, if in my mind, I think, oh my God, I got this new crystal sweating disease, then I will turn it into Morgellons or some shit with the uh, power of thought, with the power of mind. And, uh, and that's the road that I just don't want to uh, travel down, that negative road, that, uh, right. you know, that uh, you know, self-abuse road is really what that is. It's because that is exactly what it is. You're abusing yourself every time you say uh, that I'm going to get this or I'm dumb, I'm stupid, you know, or, you know, I'm so, you know, blah, blah, blah. It could be a million things. That's just self-abuse. And the more self-abuse you give, the more damaged your water becomes within your container. And the more that it becomes damaged, the more sour that you become and the more diseases you create, the more depressed you become, uh, you know, the more, uh, you know, nasty that you are. But if you begin to love yourself and say to yourself every single morning, you know, hey, I love you, right? Genuinely mean that to yourself, I love you. Then you just watch uh, over a course of uh, just a couple of weeks, your body will change. Just when I said that I had a tingle of you know, this electrical feeling go like up my spine when I said, I love you, 
right? Yeah. And see, there, there I felt it again. And uh, you will probably feel it too, because it goes through your body and into your shoulder. See, I felt it again. It's, uh, you know, it's because the water is changing because water holds memory. So if you continuously, continuously tell your water in your body that it's stupid, then it's going to deform because you're not giving it any love. It's going to contain that information. Then that's what it's going to become. And that's going to be expressed through disease, through depression, through whatever, through sickness, uh, through mental disabilities, mental illness, and so on and on and on. Right? But if we begin to love ourselves, says, I love you, I love you, I love you on a daily basis, then that water changes and it begins to work in a positive in a, in a positive way. And it begins to torusly magnetize with the Earth's magnetic field. Because you have to remember, the Earth is 70% water too. Right? It's no coincidence that the Earth is 70% water and that we're 70% water. Right? Yeah. So we are water. So you know, once you magnetize and you get into that harmony of the Earth and your water is full of love and is positive, then positive things begin to happen consciousness begins to work for you like yogis always say you know you reach a certain spot where shiva begins to work for you and then shiva's the god right so the god begins to work for you so then you can begin to manifest things you know uh you want to be a millionaire you can manifest that you know just have the intention and believe it and then some way somehow the universe will make that happen and then you'll win a lottery or you'll come across an inheritance or you come across a briefcase full of cash you know who fucking knows you know but uh you know consciousness will make it happen yeah it will give you what you need you understand it's gonna it's gonna give you what it needs consciousness doesn't understand what greed is right greed is just a lower emotion it it, it probably does understand it i shouldn't talk like that but you know it just doesn't express well with it you know it's just to it it's just another thing right to us it's something big because we're greedy we've cr created this separate illusion of ourselves and became this consumer more so than living in part with the whole with the with the one organism right 70 percent water 70 percent water same organism right living in space this is so uh yeah that you, you've always uh come from this very empowered place omar of of choice or i don't even know if it's choice because on one level i was going to say that uh what what a therapeutically what say a hypnotherapist does or any therapist really you're giving people the ability to have more choices about their beliefs so you're giving people if someone has a negative emotion because of something that happened in their life um a good therapist or a good change worker really is able to give them the choice to have a different positive emotional response about those things and what's interesting is that you seem to naturally um it, it's so far beyond that it's no longer just about writing the wrong choice it's not this the default is that the universe is love the default is that i'm going to choose to believe that everything served for a higher purpose and and this kind of thing i mean um it makes me wonder about uh is it how readily available for people that might be listening to this how readily available is that freedom for people i think some people were just going uh oh, no but 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 the world is tough oh but but i have to do this job oh yeah but how do i get there i i don't have time to mm -hmm. take an ayahuasca trip i mean what what would you say to to have people be able to tap into the light 
I think what's happened, Greg, is that uh, people have been manipulated into believing that they need mystics and yogis and gurus and therapists and what have you is because of the little me syndrome that uh, that people have been raised with. You know, a bad thing happened to you. Okay, so a bad thing happened to you. You're choosing to hang on to that bad thing. You're choosing to give that bad thing energy. If it happened 20 years ago, or if it happened two years ago, or happened two months ago, or two hours ago, why hang on to it? Why not just let it go and move forward? <clears throat> because the more you hang on to the past, the more you hang on to those pains, the more you hang on to that trauma, the more you hang on to that abuse, it's all by choice. No one's telling you that you have to hang on to it, except for your programming. Your programming is telling you that if you have, you know, hard done by feelings, and now, because you have a hard done by feeling, you're going to go to a psychologist and you're going to talk to a psychologist and give that psychologist $250 an hour to right. tell them something which is just common sense. So you're choosing to hang on to that stupidity and you're choosing to hang on to that low energy. If you just simply let go of that low energy, you'll find that your Taurus just simply expands. And then once that expands, I have this job to do. Okay, well, what do you actually want to do? Obviously, you don't want to do this because you're looking at your job as a negative way. I have this job to do. I have no time to do this. So why not shift your focus and say, okay, well, this is what I want to do. And this is what I want to make me a living so that I can be okay. So once you put that intention into that method and into that thought, then that thought will just begin to manifest itself. How much time do you have available for it? That's all there is. How much time do you have available for it? You don't need to have 24 hours a day available to it. Okay, so you have this side job right now. You don't have to look at it as my full-time job. In your mind, you have to see it as my side job. Once you get it into your mind that this is my side job, this is my full-time job because this is something I enjoy doing. This is just something I have to do as a means to an end. So you just continue to practice this little by, by little bit. You start doing it less and less and less. Eventually, you'll find that it's totally phased out and you're fully focused on this. Now, this has become your reality, right? So when people say, you know, I have this or I have that, I have this, those are just simply programmed excuses that people have been programmed with their entire life. They've been yeah. programmed with is that if someone questions you, you give them an excuse back. Why are you late? Oh, well, you know, there was a red light or uh, I missed my bus, but not saying, hey, I woke up at 1045 and I had to be at work at 11, right? Just making excuses, right? That's all it is. It's excuses, excuses, and more excuses, and then believing those excuses. And then once you believe those excuses, then you create intention. And through that intention, you create a process. And then once that process begins, you can't undo that process because it's happening, because you forgot about it. You can't undo it because you don't remember doing it, right? It's kind of like an apple, right? If you set an intention, I want an apple. And then 10 minutes later, you're like, oh, I'll never get that apple because I don't have any money. So what you've done is that you canceled your original intention of I want an apple by creating a new intention by saying, I won't have that apple. I can't get that apple because I don't have money. 
Now you've created another intention. Now that intention is going to go out into the world and you're just going to mosey along with your business. And you're going to forget that you said that I can't get that apple because I don't have the money for it. And you're just moving along. But as you're moving along, that energy is working. That, that thought is working on your behalf because you're the one that said, I'm never going to get that apple because I don't have the money. So now this energy that you've created is working against you to make sure that you don't get that apple or enough money to get that apple because you've created that intention. Now, if you remember it in your mind, you could go back and undo that intention to make sure that that doesn't happen to you. But people can't do that because they forget. They have that five minute, uh, you know, presence. Yeah. And beyond that, they forget the, you know, People always say, oh, I don't remember what I did 10 minutes ago. How the fuck am I supposed to remember what I did 10 years ago, right? It's that type of mentality, right? Because you keep telling yourself, I can't remember, I can't remember. So you're putting more and more and more intention out there. And then the heavier and heavier and heavier your uh, ball and chain gets. And you just never realize and always say, oh, the world's always working against me. The world's always working against me. But never realizing that, hey, bro, you got a million intentions out there that are all working against you right? It's your own product. You created this mess for yourself, simply through thought and through thinking, right? So think positive, be aware, be uh, educated, be informed, right? And, uh, and, and be con conscious of your thoughts, right? Because your thoughts, they, they really do, they create your reality, they create your world. So be extremely conscious of it. When you have a negative thought come into your mind, address that thought right away. Don't let it linger, right? Just get rid of it as quickly as you can and fight it and get rid of yeah, it and come yeah. back with a positive thought and continue that positive thought and the positive intention and keep focus on that intention and watch it will fruit itself. It will manifest itself because you're magical. You have the ability to do magic, Greg, as we were saying earlier, you can create magic. Our illusion of magic is Hollywood. Then I reach into a hat, pull out a rabbit right? That's our illusion of magic. But real magic takes time, right? Real magic takes energy. Real magic takes focus and intention and thought. It's just not reaching into a bag and pulling out a ginger ale and say, woohoo, I'm a magician, right? That's, uh, that's not magic, right? But in other words, you know, what I just mentioned, we all have that ability, and we can all do it, right? Every single one of us, Greg. See, now this is very interesting to me. I, I love that conversation or i i love what you just did there because um i almost think of it as more powerful for me to understand the other side of manifesting than people just talking about the law of attraction see what you did was i and i've heard people i've had people on my show that say oh well of course we're manifesting anyways we're always manifesting but they never talk about how that works. They never talk about how your life up to this point has been manifested by you. But you really went through a great example of, yeah, here's an ex here's someone that's stuck, and here's probably all the thoughts that they've had, and here's all the unanswered thoughts, and this is why exactly where they're at this place now. And knowing that, I mean, I challenge myself and, and everybody listening to go through your life and how many intentions that you have that are unfulfilled because there's some victim consciousness going on somewhere that's mm -hmm. just unaddressed um i know it's certainly there for me i'm i'm definitely not <laughs> of uh gone from those little traps but
but um no it's 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 very I, I find that very interesting omar um and i guess my question would be back to zero point consciousness or mm. zero consciousness i mean what happens how do you walk through the world when you're there you think what is what is the zero person's daily experience you experience nothing stillness absolute stillness like looking at a lake on a 4 30 in the morning no wind no ripples just perfect clear sheet of glass everything is still there's no thought there's absolutely nothing and you're in that state of nothingness you are not even aware that you're actually sitting there or laying there you're just in that bliss of nothing absolutely nothing and you kind of have to snap yourself out of it and then you come back into this physical being but for a moment there you can go into that absolute nothing and then in that nothing you can visualize what you want and when you visualize in that state of nothing and you come back into this physical you keep that vision alive once you keep that vision alive whatever it is that you were visualizing will manifest itself because you were in that state of nothing, that form of everything, that field of information, that stillness. And then from there, you can grab tidbits of information to bring back, to manifest. Now that's easier said than done, right? Easier said than done. People have a very hard time doing creative visualization. It takes a lot of practice and a long time to learn to hold something in your mind. Now, if you closed your eyes, and even if you took a pencil right in front of yourself and you took a pencil and looked at it and closed your eyes and tried to remember that pencil and its form, the way you looked at it, you won't be able to hold that vision in your mind more than two seconds. Right. Three seconds at best. But once you can extend that through practice, through creative visualization, by saying, I see this lighter, and then you close your eyes. You remember the memory of this lighter, right? You remember the memory of it in your mind. But after a few seconds, that memory begins to fade. And then that lighter fades away. But if you can hold that lighter and continue to hold it there while you're in that state and bring it out so that you're looking at that lighter in this physical manifestation, soon that lighter will become as real as you and I, because it will just simply manifest itself. You'll come across it. Someone will give it to you or whatever through coincidence. So what you need to do is practice that creative visualization Start with images and begin to hold those images in your mind and see. challenge yourself to see how long you can hold that image for, you know, because you have the clock within you. So you'll know whether it was a minute, two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, and begin to visualize and hold those things. And then once you begin to hold one thing, add another thing to it, see if you can hold that. And then add another thing to it, see if you can hold that. And then begin to add more and more and more of the things that you desire, of the things that you need, of the things that you want in this human experience. You visualize that in the state of nothing and then bring that image back here into this physical and it will manifest for you just like magic. Adabra Kadabra, motherfucker. Yabba dabba do, there it is. <laughs> yes, yes. That's how it happens. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, I mean, this is uh, I I'm totally with you. I I I'm excited for uh you you to be teaching more of this stuff to the public, um, and I I suppose you know to to tie this all together, um, certainly people can get a lot more of Omar on his show watchers talk uh there's a link to the youtube page uh it's also a podcast but really that youtube channel is where you have a lot of your stuff we're also doing an event this weekend uh do you want to talk a little bit about that yeah sure it's the same thing etherical it's called etherical uh retreat uh it's a uh, workshop uh type of uh conference uh, we've got 10 speakers you're one of those people where we are going to uh, speak for about 45 minutes and giving a lecture and then uh, spend about uh, 45 minutes to an hour doing a workshop, uh, you know, doing, uh, uh, you know, practicing different forms of methods of breathing and humming and whistling, uh, lucid dreaming, uh, you know, astral traveling, things like that. Uh, my focus is going to be on how to hold an intention, how to hold your new year resolution. And, uh, you know, really what I'd like for people to do is to uh, bring their resolutions to fruitfulness because I know every year in New Year's people make a lot of resolutions and create these intentions and uh, sometimes within days or weeks or months uh, those uh, goals fall apart and uh, you know things happen so really my idea behind this is to uh, you know do this event and teach people on how to uh, you know practice connecting with non-local consciousness and working on their intentions and being aware, consciously aware of their intentions and resolutions uh, throughout the year so that uh, they'll begin to manifest with them. They are really the idea is to after January to uh, hold a class uh, one time a month with uh, everyone who's attending and new people if they want and uh, reaffirm the idea of their uh, intentions and new year resolutions and remind them that, uh, hey, remember, you said you wanted to quit smoking. So, you know, continue working on that. This is what we can do. And then have that support network and then have that for the next 12 months so that by the time January comes next year, around this time, people will have, you know, come to uh, fulfillment on their new year resolutions and intentions and then begin on a new road or a new chapter or something new. So that's kind of what's happening here uh, come this weekend. Awesome. That's etherical, right? Etheric? Yeah. Very cool. Um, yes, I'm excited to to see you all there. Um, we'll, we'll we'll promote that in the show notes as well. Um, but the thing I was going to say to 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 the question that I that I really had about all this, and it goes back to something you said in the beginning, was this idea of paying more attention to internal experience rather than what's going on. And the outside, you know, we are so externally focused. We are about uh, where we should be in life. These these shoulds of society should have a family, should have a job, should have a house, should be moving towards something. Um, buildings, going to the top of the, having a building, or and now you could even you could even twist it with spirituality. Uh, oh, we should live in nature. We should have crystals. A lot, a lot of stuff like this, um, and really this idea of going back to consciousness and going internal. Um, how do you what do you think that ends up looking like because i feel at the end of the day that right now it is so compartmentalized we do these summits you know and maybe we sit 
and someone does a workshop on breathing and then you sit inside yourself for 30 minutes and then you go back into your daily life um some or you you listen to one of these podcasts the idea of bringing internal awareness and going inside which let's face it it is a practice people should practice it um but merging it with daily activity what, what would you say is uh what do you think is going to be the road to merging the internal with the external? Well, we can never merge it because what's happening externally is everyone's experience happening at the same time. You can't control what's happening beyond you. Right? Yeah. What's yeah. happening in the world that's happening, you have no control over it. If the queen's going to do what the queen's going to do is what the queen's going to do, and there's nothing you can do about it. So there's no point in spending energy on that thought and waste that energy and that effort because it's going to happen <clears throat> brandon is going to do what brandon's going to do right it's just uh you know jt's going to do what jt's going to do <clears throat> so all these people and all these external world is going to happen it's a mechanism that has its own function which is a outlet to as a, it's like a mirror of everyone else's human experience you can actually see everyone's human experience and you're part of that play like you're on that stage and everyone's on that stage and everyone's plays their role but what you can control is what's happening internally because what you can do is you can go internally and you can make yourself into something different as i was saying before a human is an unestablished form because it has the ability to transcend so when you go internal, you can choose to be a good person or you can choose to be a bad person. You can choose to have good thoughts or you can choose to have negative thoughts. And whatever thoughts that you're having is what's gonna be reflected into the external world. So if you're in control of the internal with positive thoughts and love, that's what you're gonna see around you. That's through the law of attraction, just through energy, that's what you'll attract towards you. You're not going to attract fear from over there or shittiness from over there because that's just not part of your mind vocabulary. It's just not even there. All you're focused on is love, abundance, peace, and health, and unity. And once you start thinking like that, then it begins to happen. So if, if I'm doing it, you're doing it, my neighbor upstairs doing it, my neighbor downstairs doing it, that guy next door to me doing it, guy across the hall is doing it, whole building's doing it, the entire complex is doing it then you begin to see the ripple effects of that in the external world because it'll become more benevolent, more loving, more appreciative, more accepting instead of the cruel rat race that we have today, dog eat dog world, stab you in the back, mow your grass, step on your toes to get what you have. That would be just simply would disappear because that desire would no longer be there because internally you don't have that desire. So externally it's not being expressed. So if everyone is on the same page, then you can begin to change what's happening, but you still can't control what's happening because that transcendence is gonna take its own shape, its own form. Like each rainbow is always different. You never see the same rainbow and the same thing's gonna happen with everyone. The system will just evolve into serving what the internal is asking for. And if everyone, 8 billion of us on the planet are thinking like that, then it would be a world of magic, now, wouldn't it, Greg? Yes, it would. Yes, it would. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Way to bring the magic to open loops. I love it. <laughs> Omar Fazy, 
Thank you so much for coming on. Everybody's going to check out Watchers Talk. This has been fascinating, very interesting journey. I appreciate you being open with me and talking about your background, learning more. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I'm on this mission to help people uh, really wake up and transcend uh, the physical reality. Uh, I'm here to do it with you, man. So anytime you want to come back, uh, it, it is an honor to continue the friendship as well as uh, learn from you. Absolutely, brother. Beautiful. I uh, enjoy being on conversations that bend because, uh, you know, I like those open loops. I like to investigate those open loops. I like to learn about those open loops. And I really like, uh, you know, your frame of mind. I like the way you're, uh, you know, you're thinking and the way you approach things. And, uh, you know, you, you're just your demeanor overall, Greg. I love you as a brother. I'm glad we met. And uh, I look forward to just continuing to uh, establish this friendship of ours in the in the years to come and continue to come on your show you come on mine we collaborate together create events and uh and bring awareness to uh whoever and uh whomever whenever and wherever it's just uh that's our contract that's the reason why we're here to uh you know enlighten ourselves and help enlighten other people and show them the road because uh you know there's two roads and it's just really up to the person that, uh, you know, which road you're going to take, the old saying goes, right? You can take a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. So we can yes. bring people to the split of the road and then go like this over here. You can go this way, folks. It's uh, it's a better road. There's peace and health over here. But if you choose to go on that other road, then, uh, you know, that's that's your choice. But that's really what our, uh, our job is. And I'm glad to be doing it with you, brother. Likewise. <clears throat> hey. You're you're making me. You're I'm I'm sweating crystals right now, man. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Omar. Again, I appreciate you coming on. You're very welcome, brother. Thank you. Thank you for having me. My brother, Omar Fazy. Thanks so much for coming on. I want to thank Rodney McGilvray for the theme music. Also someone that Omar introduced me to. I want to thank Zero Boy for the pre-theme music. And I want to see all of you. Actually, just you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm talking to just you right now. No one else. At the Etherical Retreat this weekend, where I'll be teaching hypnosis. Happy, healthy new year to you, your family. Much love, much peace, and no accidental pregnancies.